Welcome to the Relationship Help Show, your time with Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor. Through the magic of the internet, Dr. Shaler provides urgent and ongoing care for relationships in crisis to people throughout the world, and she's here for you now. Whether you are experiencing a momentary blow-up or the crazy making of life with a partner, ex, child, or parent who is relentlessly difficult, you'll get your questions answered and enjoy her expert guests. Settle in with Dr. Roberta Shaler now. Leave the drama behind and find peace of mind on today's Relationship Help Show. Here's Dr. Shaler. Hello, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I am so glad you are here. And why I'm excited that you're here is that you want to learn about how to have the strategies, the skills, and the insights to know if you're in relationship or have been in relationship or influenced by a relentlessly difficult person. And I've been working with individuals and couples and companies for more than 30 years, and I don't know anyone who has not encountered a relentlessly difficult and maybe disturbing person somewhere in their lives, whether they were raised by one, they had someone in their family, they were in relationship with one, they were married to one, they had children with one, they divorced one, or they had a boss or a coworker or a friend who fell into the category. And I coined a term for these people because I don't think it's useful to use clinical terms. Yes, if you happen to be in the field of psychology, you can expect to have a clinical term used, but for the everybody, we just need to know the patterns and the traits of these people. So I trademarked a term for them, and the term is hijackles. And what a hijackle is, is a person who hijacks relationships for their own purposes, that's a big deal, for their own purposes, while relentlessly scavenging them for power, for status, and for control. Now, maybe that helps you think of someone in your life that falls into that category. And sometimes we don't realize that we've been raised by a hijackal or maybe a hijackal or two. I know I was raised by a hijackal mother and an extreme passive aggressive father. I didn't recognize that. I have a PhD in psychology, but it took me a long time after the book learning to really understand the impact of what that had had on my life and to take the tentacles off. You know, those things get put around you very early and they seem normal to you. And so you don't even realize they happened because that's how you've learned to interact with life or expect things from people. And it happens very early. So if you've been with a hijackal or raised by a hijackal, you have become normalized to certain ways of being treated poorly. So then a hijackal comes along in your life and it seems kind of normal. And because you've been raised by them, you are what I call hijackal bait. That means that you are attracted to them and you are attractive to them. And that's a problem because after you've been with them for a while, they begin to change their stripes. Hijackals are very charming, they're manipulative, they're exploitive, they lie, they seduce, um, and, and they seem, when you meet them in a romantic setting, they seem to be that person that you have always been waiting for. In fact, they're so good at what they do that you become convinced that they are your soulmate. 
And no matter what other people looking at the relationship from outside see and say, you say, oh, no, you don't understand. Is this beginning to sound a little bit familiar? Maybe. I was talking with a client yesterday who's been divorced from a hijackal for 12 years. And she had two children, and they're now in their late teens. And we were talking about what happened when she met this person. And she said, yes, you're right. She said, everybody told me to steer clear that he wasn't who he seemed to be. But oh, no, she said, here I was 18 years old and starry eyed. And I just kept saying, no, no, I love him. I love him. And of course, hidden under all that was, and I can change him. I can change him by nurturing him, by loving him more, by being patient, by being all the things he says he never had in his life. And likely it's true, he didn't have them. Um, however, you can't change another person. And it's very important for you to know that you cannot change another person. You can say what you would like to change, but that other person has to be the one who's willing to change. So all that you could pour into a relationship is worthwhile. But if there's no return on investment, you have to give your head a shake and say, whoa, let me step back and see if I might be pouring into a dark hole. And this is not going to work. So the Relationship Help Show is to help you deal with these relentlessly difficult and disturbing circumstances, situations, and people because they do come up and you're welcome to call in. You can call in and I will answer your questions and you just call 888-627-6008. And you will be patched into me and I would be happy to hear your questions. So remember that 888-627-6008 if you'd like to talk to me on air. And if you have a question, but you're not really ready for prime time, you can submit your question to me. Just go to my website for relationshiphelp.com slash submit. And there's a form there that you can use to submit your question for relationshiphelp.com slash submit. And I'd love to hear your questions. So I've given you the definition of a hijackal. A person who hijacks a relationship, takes it over, manages it for his or her own purposes while relentlessly scavenging it for power, status, and control. And hijackals have patterns, and the patterns are predictable. Yesterday, again, as I was sitting with that client, I was saying, and this likely happened, and this likely happened. She said, how do you know that that's exactly what happened? How I know it is that they have patterns and they're predictable. And once you learn those patterns, you cannot unsee them. You may not want to see them because you have a different view of that person that you'd like to keep. But when you actually allow yourself to see those patterns, you begin to say, oh, it's not me. A hijacker will always tell you that everything is your fault. No matter whether they did the most disgusting thing on the planet, they will tell you it's your fault that it happened. That's one of the things that is a hallmark of a hijackal. 
I have a membership program on forrelationshiphelp.com. Lots of videos in there that you can access to when you're a member. Just have a look at that. It's called the Optimized Access Pass. Lots of things there for you at For Relationship Help, my blog, the opportunity to connect with my tips for relationships newsletter, all kinds of things. So I'm not going to keep talking about it. Just want you to know that it's for relationship help, H-E-L-P.com. So are you wondering if you're with a hijackle? I bet you are because you need to have a look at what those patterns are. So I created a free ebook for you. It's called How to Spot a Hijackle. And you can get that at hijackles.com. And you spell that hijack, A-L-S dot com. Hijackles, jackals like the animals, hijack like remove from you and take away. So hijackles.com for the free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackle. So I have clients all over the world, and they are just like that client yesterday who say, how did you know that was going to happen? Or how did you know that did happen? Like in this case, uh, the client yesterday, it was clear that, that he had probably been using everybody in his life forever. And I said to her, I bet he uses his parents. And why did I know that? It's because hijackals don't have empathy, therefore they don't have love. So they don't have love to give you, but they have uses for you. And so that would be the same whether you were their partner or their sister or brother or their parent. They would not be able to reciprocate love because they don't have it to give, but they would have uses for you. And indeed, this fellow from my client's life had in fact even used his parents terribly. So it's not magic, it's patterns. And those patterns can be learned so that you know what to look for. And by the way, if you're in the dating world, you really need this information because you need to be able to see the red flags from far away early on, right? You don't want to end up in a relationship with a hijackal that you could have avoided. And many times I've been quoted on, on this saying, which is really important. When you're in a new relationship and you've got all those hormones running, so you're in a hormone haze, you actually don't see the red flags because you're wearing rose-colored glasses. And so educate yourself before you get into the dating world to see what those red flags are so you have a hope of avoiding them because you don't want to end up there. If you can see the pattern and you can say, oh, this is going nowhere good, then you can avoid it. And that would be a good thing, right? So there's lots of things we talk about on the Relationship Help Show. This is the first show that we've done. So that's why I'm taking so much time to introduce the concepts. Um, we're going to talk about how it is to be with one how it is to think through the process of staying or leaving. In fact, today's guest, Dr. Karen Finn, is a divorce coach. And we're going to have that conversation of should I go, should I stay? How do you make those decisions? Other things we'll talk about. How do you co-parent with one? Big issue. What are the considerations before you leave one? What happens in court? What can you expect to happen? What happens in mediation? 
I'm a mediator as well as a relationship consultant. And I practice as a relationship consultant, a mediator and an educator, not as a psychologist or a therapist or a counselor. I want to be as effective as I can in helping educate you as to what's going on and how to make things better. And so this whole show is dedicated to ending the cycle of crazy making that escaping that endless cycle of crazy making and alienation and constant drama and being able to do it in a way that you feel good about. So important. And remember, you can call in with your questions, 888-627-6008. And all of these topics and all of these shows are archived for you. So if you miss one or you miss a guest that you really wanted to hear, don't worry. You can always go back to BBS radio and slash radio help show, relationship help show rather, bbsradio.com slash relationship help show. And you can always see each edition of everything that we have. So this is a, a format that we're going to use. If you want to call in, great. I have submissions from questions that people have already sent in. I'm going to answer that in just a few, in a moment. A question from Catherine in the United States. And then in the second half of the show today, not every day, but in the second half of the show, we have a featured guest. And so that will be the format. I will, I will present a topic, then we'll have answers and questions and call-ins, then we'll have a guest, and then we'll sum up the show at the end. Also, if you want to interact with me personally, not every day, but I do have a group that you can belong to on Facebook, and it's called Optimize Life. It's a closed group. What that means on Facebook, a closed group, is that other people on Facebook can see the members of the group, but they cannot see anything that's written in there. So if you don't mind someone knowing you're a member of the group and you want support and insights and strategies and to know a whole lot of other people who are going through the same thing, consider going to facebook.com slash groups slash hijackals facebook.com slash groups slash hijackals and you will be able to join in there so there's a lot of things for you and of course on today the first show i want to tell you about everything so uh, i hope you, you you can write some of these urls down because they're valuable to you and that you will feel free over the weeks to start formulating a question send it in or be ready to call in and one good way to get on the show is to call in early because it's first come, first served with the questions. So remember that too. And just before we go to break, I want to remind you about the ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal. And you get that at hijackals.com. So let's go to break and learn a little something about what I have in store for you. Hello, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are these stories and questions on today's show sounding familiar to you? Are you ready to say no more to the abuse from toxic people in your life? I'm so glad. 
You matter and you deserve to have real love, true love in your life. Love from yourself and love from others. Not that demeaning, discounting and dismissive masquerade that a hijackal pretends is love. I can help you regain yourself, your self-esteem, your self-confidence after a life with a hijackal, whether it was your partner, an ex, a parent or a child. Let's work together now. For individual sessions or small group coaching, visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. Talk soon. And we're back. So today's question is from Catherine in the United States. And she asked this question. How do I avoid getting involved with another hijackal now that I've left one? Now, that's a pretty serious question, isn't it? <laughs> because you finally find yourself in a relationship with a hijackal. You realize that. And then the question is, do I leave or do I stay? Which we're going to address with our guest in, in about 10 minutes. And then you get out there and you wonder, oh, am I really ready for attracting someone new? And how do I know not how to get involved with another one? So let me tell you the first and most important thing you need to know. You must do your own work first. I know you would love to hear something different than that. I know you would, uh, because you would like it to be a way of just managing everything that didn't require all that work, but it does. And you attracted a hijackal because you had work to do. And so let's first of all recognize that if you don't want another one in your life, do your own work first. You have to heal your relationship with yourself. And you have to give yourself the time for self-reflection so that you know what your values are, what your vision is for your life, what your beliefs are about everything, about people, relationships, the world, money, everything. And then you have to know what you want to be up to in life. And until you do that work and you realize what has changed your thinking that made you attractive to hijackals, you will attract another one. Because something in your past made you attracted to and attracted by hijackals. And so it becomes normal to you to be treated poorly, but at first to have all of your senses saying, oh, this person's wonderful. This person really knows who I am. This person really gets me. Oh, I've died and gone to heaven. I've found my soulmate. I mentioned that earlier. Well, that's what happens because we've been normalized to that behavior. And then if you were with someone with hijackal behaviors, they once they've got you, then they begin to show their true stripes. You are now their supply. You are the person who is giving them what they want, which is the power, the status, and the control in the relationship. And therefore, they start to demean you, they start to discount you, they start to dismiss you, they start to diminish you. And all of those things begin to happen and you don't want it to happen again. So you've been normalized to that somewhere in your life and that's a problem. So first and foremost, do your own work. 
and then understand the hijackal traits. I've talked about them. I've told you that the membership at forrelationshiphelp.com has a lot of videos that only you can see as a member. In there, one set of the videos is the hallmarks of hijackals. 10 hallmarks of hijackals that you must know and you need to know in depth. So learn those things. You must understand that. And then you need to learn not to rationalize or justify or make excuses for other people's poor behavior towards you. See why you have to do your own work? Because you probably have a good heart. In fact, you may even be an empath, which means that you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt in every possible way, along with thinking that you can really help them. And so that's not the case. And you need to be very, very sure that you are not justifying, rationalizing, or making excuses for another person's behavior. Not your job. If you keep doing that, you are going to keep seeing that over time, you are with a person who has tendencies that you don't like. And that's because you haven't done your own work. And another big thing is you've left a relationship in which you felt less than, where you were put down, where it was difficult for you to even have a say. And you want something more than that. I know you do. You want to be treated as precious and special and cherished. However, you may not like this, but Catherine, the answer is you're in no hurry to get in another relationship if you want to do it well. I know you want, you have the excitement, you're hoping to be treated better, you're looking for love, but no, a minimum of a year before you allow people in your life beyond friendship and none of them in your life in that friend zone with an eye to creating a relationship. And if you were my client, I would extend that year to, to 18 months to be sure you've done your own work. Because you have to get to a place where you love yourself enough to not allow anyone to treat you badly. And one of the ways that I help clients do that, and I have a small group coaching program, which you'll hear about, that helps people learn hijackal recovery and rediscovery of yourself. It's a 12-week program. It takes a while. So you have got to learn to love yourself. You've got to learn to be in relationship with yourself. And you've got to stop pleasing others. You have to learn to set boundaries. You need to know how to clarify your boundaries in your own mind, how to express them to other people, and then how to maintain them so that they're solid. There's no question that you mean business when you set that boundary. And one of the things that makes us attractive to hijackals is that we don't do that. We will give them space. We will let them trample on us. We will let them dismiss us. And they're fine with that. That's what they were looking for. But if you don't want to attract another hijackal, you then have to be the one who says no to all of that. I have boundaries. I express them. I maintain them. I am good with them. And without any question at all, 
I will not allow someone to trample on my boundaries. So Catherine, I hope that's a good start for you because you need to know what pleases you, not trying to please other people. When we're living up to the expectations of others, we're not living our life and you have the opportunity of a lifetime. So use it well. Don't use it for pleasing other people and living up to their expectations. Use it for yourself to become fully expressed and know that you matter. It is so important to treat yourself as though you matter and make sure other people treat you that way too. So Catherine, I wish you well with that. I wish every single person here who is in relationship with a hijackal and has removed themselves that they will take that advice to heart because it is so very important to do your own work first, to come to a place where you know what's okay with you and what's not, to clarify, express, and maintain those boundaries, and then go into the dating world you'll feel so much better. You'll be empowered, you'll feel strong, and you'll feel decisive playing on your own team. And that's really exciting. So you go, girl. You do that, and you will have a much better relationship in about 18 months, okay? <laughs> so I, I told you that today's guest, Dr. Karen Finn, would be on here, and here she is. So excited to see you, Karen. Um, and Dr. Karen Finn is a divorce coach. I want to read her exact words so you know exactly what she's up to. And she works with individuals who are wondering if divorce is the best answer for them and their family. And for people who need support in navigating the divorce process or who want guidance with everything from co-parenting to dating as they embark on their life post-divorce. So I'm sure she has a little something to say to Catherine too. And if you want to learn more about Karen, go to Dr. Karen Finn, that's Finn with two N's, F-I-N-N.com. And you'll learn a lot of things about her. And you can also download her book, uh, read her book at The Road from Heartbreak to Happiness is the title, and you'll find it on her website. So Karen, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Roberta. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here too. And as my first guest, because this is exciting. So Karen, do you have a response to Catherine who's wondering about what should she do? Can you add anything to what I had to say about how not to get into another poor relationship? Well, you know, I think I just would really reinforce what you said, Roberta, because it's so tempting once we get out of a relationship to fall back into another relationship because it's comfortable, because it's what we know. And when you've been in a relationship with someone who's a hijackal, you really don't want to fall back into the exact same thing again. <laughs> so I love your advice to work on yourself. You know, working on yourself is so important to, even though it seems to kind of go against the grain for folks who are really empathetic and people pleasers because pleasing yourself isn't necessarily about anybody outside of you, which is where, you know, people pleasers tend to focus. And so learning how to shift the focus to know that you're allowed to feel good too and to make sure that you do is super important and you know it's not something that happens overnight for most folks 
So the oh. time period is oh. really important. Yes, and for some people, that's a new way of being, isn't it? Absolutely, and with any new thing, it takes time to master. Mm-hmm. Yes, and many times, uh, getting to your main subject, when you're thinking about leaving a hijackle, one of the things that you think about is, what about the children? Absolutely. So I often say to people who are in that situation, particularly if they have children of a certain age, children who are maybe five to 12 years old, um, the little ones, not so much, but particularly ones in that age group. Um, when, you, when you leave somebody, you're going to have to get a divorce or a separation agreement of some kind, and it's going to have some custody parameters. So one of the things you have to think through is, all right, right now I'm in the relationship, I'm unhappy, but I know everything the other person is saying and doing with my children. Yeah. When I am not with that person anymore, up to 50% of those children's time is going to be spent without me under the influence of a relentlessly difficult person. So that's a huge decision. How do you help people with that? It is an immensely huge decision. And, you know, I think I'd like to add one more thing because there are some very, very sad cases where you actually are with your kids less than 50% of the time. Oh, yes. I've certainly had those. Yeah, yeah. Because, because you know how hijackals kind of take control of as much as they possibly can. Um, and not always with the nicest of um, means of doing it. <laughs> no, and, and let me just put a little something in there too, Karen, because I'm sure you'll agree that what I've learned from going to court for my clients is that hijackles keep firing attorneys until they get a hijackle attorney. Mm -hmm. So now we have two people behaving badly, unfairly, with no, no, no plan for justice and no thought about what's in the best interest of the children. We have two people who simply want to win. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And those are the sad cases I was kind of referring to with sometimes you get less than 50%. Those, the hijackles are also the people who are so bound and determined to win that they can do parental alienation. Oh, right? they most often do. <laughs> yeah. And so they'll make you look like the bad guy to the kids, right? Yes. And that's some of the stuff that you really have to think through when you're trying to make up your mind whether or not divorce is the best answer for you and your children. Because when you have children, it's, you know, divorce is never just a question about yourself, right? It's about your kids too. So some of the things that I ask people to really think about is, are you willing to have really strong boundaries with your soon to be ex, right? Because if that's what you're contemplating, that's, that's what you're contemplating, right? Is, is making them your ex. Because if you have a hard time setting up boundaries now, it's gonna be lots worse when you separate or divorce. So you need to make sure that you're ready for what 
whatever they can throw at you, which kind of harkens back to the advice we were giving to Catherine, which is you have to be able to do your work. And unless there is something egregious that's happening that requires you and your children to leave the marriage immediately, if you can slow things down just a bit, so that you can do some very serious work on making sure you are strong enough to protect yourself and your children before you choose divorce, it goes a little bit easier. It won't be easy by any stretch of the imagination because of who you're married to, but you'll be more prepared. Absolutely. You know, that's such wise advice because it isn't easy. and. Under any circumstances, divorce is not easy. But leaving somebody who has the need to win, let me just say something about that. That's one of the hallmarks of a hijackal. And you can notice that they have to win in every conversation about everything. And they can say that black is black today to win. And they can say black is white tomorrow to win. And mm-hmm. when you say you said black is black yesterday, they say, no, I didn't. You're mistaken. Oh, and that would be the polite way of them responding to you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So when we're talking about leaving someone who has to win, that children are simply the pawns and the messengers and the weapons of war. They're collateral damage. I'll I'll give you an example from my practice. I was working with a woman who had been uh, divorced from this fellow for years, but he was constantly taking her to court for the custody of the children. And he was a raving hijackal. And I kept saying to her, you know, just stick to the divorce agreement, to the letter of the law and nothing more and just be as no contact as you can be. And she was having trouble with that. And so we just got to work together three times before he walked into where she she worked, shot her between the eyes, shot himself, and left the children orphans. That's how little hijackals care about the children. He wanted to win and fight her all the time about custody of the children, but he didn't care about leaving them orphaned. That's a horrifying story, Roberta. Oh, it is. And it's very extreme. It doesn't happen, right? But let's be really clear that we're dealing with a series of issues that other people don't have to deal with. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand when they go out and they read what's available on the internet, right? Right. Yes. What's written on the internet, unless it specifically says for a narcissist, for a sociopath, for a hijackal, right, is going to assume that you have two sane people who are getting divorced, right, who actually can put their children first, right? But if you're dealing with someone with a real problem like this, you're not dealing with someone who's sane. And honestly, if you've been living with someone like that, it's t- probably going to be really tough to hear, but you're not completely sane either because you're <laughs> suffering with abuse. Exactly. You know? And so and- you just don't really know what's quote unquote normal anymore. So when people read these kumbaya messages about co-parenting is the way you have to go because it's the best for everyone. No, it's not. 
And we're going to talk about that in real depth right after this break. So stay tuned. My guest is Dr. Karen Finn. Hi, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Handling hijackles is exhausting. It's never-ending. An endless cycle of crazy-making, alienation, and constant drama. And cycles are difficult to step out of. I know, because I've been there too. And that's why I reach out to you to offer the insight, skills, and strategies you need to heal. My small group programs, Handling Hijackles, and Hijackle Recovery and Rediscovery will shortcut your journey to healing, to save your sanity, and to stopping the crazy making. Visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join now and let's talk soon. And here we are with my guest, Dr. Karen Finn, and we are just touching on the idea, almost the heretical idea, that there may be an alternative to co-parenting. So Karen, why don't you take that conversation away and tell us what those alternatives might be that we need to consider? Of course, I'd be happy to, Roberta. You know, co-parenting for people who are in marriages that are just dissolving, and both partners really are capable of putting their children first is a great plan, right? But as we know, hijackles are not capable of putting anyone but themselves first and their need to win, right? And they have no problem destroying the kids in the process, right? So you don't have to co-parent. You can actually do what they call parallel parenting, right? And parallel parenting means that you don't have to keep tabs on each other all the time. You don't have to tell everybody everything that's going on. You don't have to share things between the houses because seriously, that won't work for you, right? So feel confident setting up boundaries around your parenting, your home, your time with the kids. And then here's the tough part, release your kids to have their time with their other parent. You can't hover over them. You have to respect the time that they have there. Because if you don't, you're actually going to wind up hurting your kids. You're setting them up to be targets and to take the abuse that your ex wants to heap on you. And I know you don't want that. No, and and just a caveat there, that can still happen, even if you are parallel parenting, because that need to win is the need to alienate. But what's delightful about parallel parenting when you can actually embrace it is that you take yourself out of that questioning, well, what happened at your other parent's house? You know, like all you have to do is make the experience that they're having at your house the best you can make it. And that requires a shift in thinking because we we kind of are used to having been with a difficult person. We're kind of used to playing the blame game and the shame game and the manipulation game. And we want to get out of gaming altogether. And that's what parallel parenting offers us, doesn't it? Absolutely. And that, that really goes back to probably the point that everyone's tired of hearing, but it's so true 
is you have to do your work. You have to change. You can't count on your ex changing, right? Because they're not going to, right? They have to choose if they want to change. And frankly, if they're winning all the time, what motivation do they have to change? Exactly. Right? So yeah. you have to do your work, right? You have to be strong enough to make the shifts necessary to love your kids the way they deserve to be loved, right? To take care of them in a responsible and respectful manner. And I mean that not just from their perspective, but from your perspective, right? You have to respect yourself. And, and you have to be that model. Like that's where, where you're going to yes. with this is that you, this is why you have to do your own work because you have to think through who am I? How do I want to be in the world? How do I demonstrate my values? Because that's what I'm showing to my children. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, you chose, people choose to get divorced from hijackles because they want to show their children something better. Well then, by gosh, do that. You know, it's not the easy path. I mean, none of this is easy, right? But it's kind of the necessary path. It's the path where you feel so pulled to do, right? If you want to put your empathy to work, put it to work for how your kids are going to be as adults, right? And then do your damnedest to make sure that you're the model that will allow them to blossom because mm -hmm. you know their other parent isn't doing that. <laughs> well, let me give you a little example that you can comment on. I had a mom come in who is uh, in the process of, of leaving a hijackle and she her babysitter bailed. So she had to bring her little baby and her five-year-old. And so she said, well, I can just set my, my five-year-old just outside the door with the headset and the iPad and he'll be fine. And I thought, oh, well, we'll see. Right. <laughs> so she set the child out there and we halfway closed the door and I thought I'll test this. So I said his name quietly and he was on the alert. He was hearing everything. Yeah. So I, I just said to her, well, let's spell certain things that we that we say. Right. And so she was talking about what she could talk about in a way, knowing that this child could hear. And I was kind of code telling her things and the child started inching into the room and this is going to surprise everybody but it shouldn't be a surprise because this is the way it works so eventually the child comes all the way into the room and starts leaning up against his mom and he looks at me and he says i tape recorded everything you said and I said, oh, of course, he didn't say tape recorder. I'm giving away my, my age. I recorded everything you said. I said, oh, why did you do that? He said, my daddy told me to do that. And I said, give me your iPad. And he gave it to me proudly. You know, I erased it. And I said to him, of course, you know, you can't do that because that's against the law. This is not a good thing. You cannot do that. And it's wrong for you to do that. So these are the kinds of things we're dealing with. Our children are learning these kinds of things when they're with their par other parent. Mm -hmm. He provided the iPad. He taught him how to record it. He's five years old and he's learning how to spy on his mother. Right. So this is what's so important about what you're saying about a complete change of thought. 
like, I don't have any way to change the hijackle. I tried the whole time we were married, right? And I know I can't do it. So you're not going to do it afterwards either. So see more about creating an environment that allows the children to talk freely so that they feel safe and comfortable. Well, it's probably going to go against your grain, right? Because you've been dealing with a hijackle for so long, but you have to not say anything poor about their other parent, right? That's one of the things. And I mean, anything, there's no spelling, there's no nothing, right? Because kids are smart. And if they are smart enough on their own, the hijackles making them smarter, right? To do yes. their spying and their dirty work, right? To Roberta's example right there. And you have to be the parent who has consistency. So the kids have a wake up time, they have a bedtime, they have a dinner time, they have a chore time, they have expectations of them that are supportive to their growth and maturity, right? And the expectations are not, tell me what your parent did, your other parent <laughs> did, while no. you were with them, right? No. That's not something that you want to teach your kids how to do because they're already getting that from their other parent, right? Yes. So you need to provide the safe, calm, consistent place. You also need to encourage your children to imagine things, to have a safe place to express emotions, to say what if, to work through their challenges and problems and questions. And you need to be able to respond non-judgmentally to these things. You know, you kind of think about the ideal parents you wish you had had. And guess what? That's your job now. Right. right. So really good tips, Karen, because it does require a shift in thinking and a shift in feeling, mm -hmm. a shift in priorities. And do you think that these things will help you, your children to not be irreparably damaged by the divorce? I definitely do. Um, because you're essentially showing your children that there's another way to be, right? There's not just one way of dealing with situations. There are multiple ways of dealing with situations. And they may not get it consciously at first, but they will understand that at my one parent's house, this happens. At this parent's house, my other parent's house, this happens. And I can shift between the two. Just like when you were little, you could shift between what one parent wanted to hear, what the other parent wanted to hear, how you behaved at home and how you behaved at school, right? Those differences in environment matter to you. They matter to your kids as well. So it may be stressful for them at their other parent's house, at the hijackal's house, right? Okay. It will be. Really stressful <laughs> for them. Right. And yeah. so your job is to provide a consistent, as calm as possible, as predictable as possible environment. Now, can you predict everything that's going to happen with children? No. <laughs> you know, that's part of growing up, right? Is there going to be things that you don't expect that happen? And yet your responses need to be as calm and consistent with who you are as a person as you can possibly make them because you are modeling, right? How to be an adult. 
And years down the line, your kids will think back to how you dealt with a situation and unconsciously deal with it that way too. I mean, how many of us have heard our mothers come out of our mouths? <laughs> yes, usually at our worst moments. So there's so much, Karen, that we can talk about. And I'm so glad you were here. And perhaps in several weeks, we can do it again and add to this conversation because we've barely begun to talk about it. So everybody go to Karen's website, Dr. Karen Finn, D-R-K-A-R-E-N-F-I-N-N.com. Get her book on the road from heartbreak to happiness and be sure to keep her in mind if you're thinking about getting a divorce. So thank you so much for being with us, Karen. Thank you, Roberta. I had a great time having a conversation with you and the listeners. Great. So you see that we have gold from our featured guests like Dr. Karen Finn, and there's so much to talk about, and you can learn those things by being here. So remember, if you have questions, you can submit them if you're not ready to come on air. Submit your questions at forrelationshiphelp.com slash submit. If you're ready to come on air and talk about your story, go to forrelationshiphelp.com slash guest. And if you want to have a brief consultation with me at any time, if you'd like to work with me, then simply go to forrelationshiphelp.com. And in the navigation bar, you will see uh, get help from Dr. Shaler. Lots of ways to do it there. So not every week do we have a guest, but most weeks we will. Next week, I want to uh, introduce the show by talking about adverse childhood experiences and what that creates in the likelihood of how you'll develop and what that means when you're trying to understand a hijackal, because we really need to do that. And you can listen to the show live, as you may be doing right now, or if you're listening on the archives, you can find those at bbsradio.com slash relationship help show. And there you'll also find upcoming topics and upcoming guests, and you can get a real real great reason for joining us on air next week and i look forward to you being here it's exciting that you want to learn and that you're willing to do the work and move on with your life to never ever 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 have to interact closely with a hijackal we will always have them on the peripheries of our life but we will learn how to keep toxic people at arm's length or further so thank you for joining us and talk soon. There you have it. If you want more, you can work with Dr. Shayla directly. She's eager to help you resolve your relationship issues. Have a question? Call in early to next week's show to talk with Dr. Shayla on air. Get her expert insights and advice by subscribing to her blog, newsletter, and YouTube channel. We're here for you. Don't be a stranger. Join us again next week. And in the meantime, visit forrelationshiphelp.com.